listening to the Batman Universe Commentaries, brought to you by thebatmanuniverse.net. Join the staff of the Batman Universe as we watch another exciting incarnation of the Cape Crusader from his extensive media library. Back to the Batman Universe Commentaries. We are here continuing our discussion on the Batman Beyond two-parter Rebirth, and this specifically is the commentary for part two. Once again, my name is Donovan, and I am again joined by... Melinda. And um, we are going to get into the second part of the origin story of Terry McGinnis. Um, I don't think there's really anything in terms of preamble for us to get into. I, I forget there's a recap. Uh, seen in here or not, but um, without further ado, because I'm sure you guys want to get on the episode, grab uh, whatever you feel like grabbing, as long as it's food and not anything else, and uh, <laughs> we will uh, start the show on a count of three. Three, two, one, play. Perfect, so we got the recap. Awesome. I'm actually noticing, like you mentioned in the last uh, commentary, the the, uh, the the non-digital paint jobs on the on the animated uh, characters. I'm actually noticing a lot more with this. Yeah, well, and I mean, it's it's a different style for sure. Um, obviously, digital either was too expensive, not at the point that it needed to be, or what have you. But but this to me feels like a retro cartoon. Simply because of that. Right. It just looks like there's, I don't know, it looks almost pastel. Muted, yeah. I, it, I get it, what you mean by that's, that. That's a, good, that's a good thing. I still love the situation. I think that, um, because we, we talked at length about the original Batman animated series intro sequence. I actually I might like this better because it is so crazy. Uh, it's, as we mentioned, it's done by Darwin Cook somehow, and um, I don't know. It's just like I, I like the music, I like the uh, the visuals, I like how like just how fast and insane it is. Well, and interesting, they put the pyramid from um, company's building in that opening title sequence, and I just noticed it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I actually thought about it too much, but. Uh... But, I mean, that to me is probably where they draw inspiration for this title sequence from is, is things like Blade Runner and the science fiction from the early 80s. Right, yeah. Pretty much anything that's not like, you know, Jetson's future. Although we all wish it was Jetson's future. <laughs> Living on, like, spires. With flying cars, yeah. Which one is yellow eye? He has jaundice. That's unfortunate. Well, he's old. Liver failure happens. <laughs> All that jerking he always does. 
You notice that, like, uh, whenever in the Batcave, their colors are kind of different. Like, he's, they're all purple for some reason. Like the jackets? Yeah, like the jackets. Uh, he has a blue highlight of hair. It's very comic booky. Definitely, yeah. Those eyes are really going to distract me now. <laughs> There's a lot of shots of him like just like looking, so get used to that. Oh, good. I suppose like, we can kind of get into the origins of this show because originally, uh, this this is not an untold story. I mean, people who are interested kind of know that. But uh, when they were, the producers were making Superman and Batman, they were approached by the people at what then was called the Kids WB, saying we would like you to start a show that more directly has a kid in the Batman suit. And the producers were immediately disgusted at the very cheesy notion of that. So they talked about it over the weekend, and they came up with the idea for Batman Beyond. Hmm. And apparently, like, one of the major influences that the produced, like, the uh, the network executives wanted them to kind of, like, copy was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I hesitate to say this. I've actually never watched yet. Because I know a lot of uh, Batman fans are fans of that show, just by nature of geek culture, but um, the thing that's interesting is that, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it's kind of a different beast than Batman in the future, so. Now, to clarify, are are we talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV series, or the movie? Oh, the TV series. The, the, the more interesting TV series, I imagine. Um, have you seen the movie? I've heard it sucks. You are wrong. Okay. Oh, Okay. <laughs> It's it's very enjoyable, but it is it is very different than the TV series. Um, no, sure, Sarah Michelle Gellar. But I can definitely I can understand the comparison at least. You have a very young hero who, at least in the movie, has this information sort of thrust on her, and she makes the decision eventually to say, "All right, I'm going to." I'm going to beat these things. Mm. Um, and even in the TV series, you have, again, a very young hero who, with the help of, of a team, decides right. to save the day. To fight crime, essentially. Mm-hmm. More, more of those eye shots. Oh, is that better? It's kind of cool. <laughs> What a good way to release the dog. And this is this is their their version of Ace the Bad Hound. Like his his name is Ace. They just don't give him a mask. But did he really say what is it? What is it, boy? Yes. It's not Lassie, Bruce. I don't know how the heck Terry managed to sneak into the back cave when Bruce wasn't looking to, and steal the the bad suit. Spoilers, he doesn't. <laughs> I'm I'm really surprised to pull this off. I guess the plot needed him to do that. This shot right here is. Like... <laughs> Oh, it's a bit pissed. Not an impressed Batman. So now I don't remember it in the original being able to fly the way that Terry was, like in the in the first episode. So did he at some point modify it as well? Um. Oh, you're talking about like, like the like the Batman, like Bruce Wayne's last night's Batman. Uh, yeah. He has like jet boots. And he does have this kind of glider. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. Here we go. All right. I, I know that there are times where he actually uses the grappling hook, so it's kind of, you know, he has a lot of things to get around. 
Dun dun dun. I kind of like what what makes it futuristic to me is that like he has a mask that covers his entire face, and then he somehow has a movable mouth with it. Yeah, that that was weird, but it's, it's weird. I don't know. It's it's both weird, but I, I kind of like how it because it is so different. This is an extremely disturbing sequence, which gets weirder and weirder as it gets along. It's it's this I think is is a uh, endemic of how serious this show can be at times. Just I'm not gonna say much. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. And, like, the music is really creepy in the background. Like, the weird, the weird sound effects. And uh, they're talking about nerve gas, for God's sake. That's not nice. Well, it's not normally something that you associate with a child's children's show. Oh, that's a handy gadget. Yeah, I like that. The uh, uh, microphones on the uh, fingers. He's so slimy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Knew he was going to show back up. Poor Oh. That is, that is pitch black darkness. In his soul, yes. Really, apparently he um he was he actually in live action played Lex Luthor on a uh, Superboy live action series, which I never watched from the eighties. And he's, play, yeah. he's playing Lex Luthor here. Well, all corrupt businessmen are Lex Luthor at their core. Pretty much. Their black, black core. <laughs> My assistant, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, he looks so familiar, and I can't place him. Is it nasty? Uh, oh, oh, oh. God, God. There's a big reveal coming up. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> he's, he's going down. Yep. <laughs> Good quip. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think it was stuff like that. Oh, that's that... a very Dick Grayson line. Yeah, just true. Oh, very Stormtrooper-looking security people. Shouldn't be a problem. That's probably the realistic reaction of somebody, like in real life, if somebody tried to stop a drug trade, just as Batman. <laughs> I kind of like how his design has the belt and segmented parts around his waist. That's, that's kind of neat. Okay, attached to his costume. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, look back. Please. Pretty please. See, Batman, why didn't you just install a self-destruct button? 
Well, let's see where, let's see where this, this goes. He's, he's basically just pointing at the screen like, you know, you see me. I've seen fan designs of this costume. Like, you know, if they were do, ever to do a live-action version of Batman Beyond, like, kind of like, you know, misappropriating the Nolan Batman costume and making, like, black and red. Hmm. It would be interesting, I suppose. And, I mean, the improvements that are made to the costume, definitely useful. Things that, you know, we've often thought, oh, that would be great if Batman could do that. Yeah, because he uses the grappling hook so often. In the future, I could totally see him getting the ability to fly somehow. That, that makes sense to me. That seems like a useful expenditure in the R&D budget. Exactly. <laughs> 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 I like what's going to happen here. It's pretty cold on Bruce's part. <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> that line is so cold. I just did. <laughs> Able to curb something? Well... He's kind of asking. Yeah, coming. <laughs> the series ends with Bruce just letting the new guy die. <laughs> <laughs> He's enjoying this. Yes, this is exactly what I wanted. Oh. Well, years as Batman would leave you with some weird issues. Wait, they're gonna kill me. It's the other thing they're taking such so, so much time to shoot him. <laughs> nice kick. That should not have been that difficult a decision, Bruce. To not let him die. I like how big the ears are. I'm I'm a fan of that. Like, not huge ears, but like when they're generally larger, I kind of find that kind of cool. When they did this, it was so much larger than their ears from the other shows. I don't know. See, those to me seem obscenely large, mm-hmm. like unnecessarily so. Because, I mean, I, the older designs of Batman, yeah, in the comics definitely have the longer ears on the cowl. Um, but with everything else in his costume being so sleek and so almost utilitarian, those seem a little unnecessary. You think that you like, uh, I guess, like just more stylish than the suit demands, I suppose? Um. Yes, although in saying that, I'm realizing when he was, when he pressed his fingers against the glass, um, they probably act as an echo chamber so he can hear better. Yeah, probably. So. He also has like uh, two spikes on his on his uh, forearm instead of three, for some reason. I, I, I think that's also like kind of sleeker too, that, that just lessening that down makes it, make it slicker, I suppose. My parents are dead. <laughs> <laughs> the obligatory reference. Obviously. If you're in the Batman family, your parents have to be dead or Commissioner Gordon. Well, a step-parent can be dead, too. Right. Well, uh, in the 90s, I'm not going to get to this much, but, like, in the 90s, like, the kids actually had, had like, really different families, like Tim Drake, Seth Brown. Cassian, yeah. most of the parents oh, are yeah. still alive, but uh, the original characters, yeah, the parents were just getting slaughtered left and right. 
purple sky. That's that's, that's not good. It's the future, because science and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> science. Very Spider-Man-ish right here, kind of sticking around. It's cool how he sticks to the things like with his uh, his boots. Wow, he really wants to take him down. They kind of killed his dad, so he might be a little upset. Oh, people still get upset about that kind of thing. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's, it's kind of cool. Like you know how um, Robin's cape. Nowadays, it's like kind of black and yellow. This is black and red for whatever reason. I'm not sure why it's red, but uh, eh, kind of a vampire thing to it. Ow. It also kind of, oddly enough, reminds me of um, the Batwoman symbol. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I think the Batwoman, like, like the Kate Kane Batwoman. I think mm-hmm. she was. She was probably inspired by this suit, because this came out before that did. I think Alex Ross, like the black and red motif, was definitely an influence, I want to say. I like this. He, <laughs> right in the face. <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. Exactly. Whatever you need to not be bisected. Exactly. This is really dark for a kid's show. The nerve gas scene, to me, was, like, incredibly grim. Well, I think with the plant, like, because they only showed, really, the plant, mm-hmm. the I idea. think that's how they were able to get away with it. Oh, dear. That's not good. Crap. Well, there's the villain. Yeah, and there's Terry releasing a whole bunch of nerve gas. Like, who knows how many people that's going to infect? Oh, well, he's, he's hooped. <laughs> We're fired. <laughs> so wait a second. He said the only cures were extreme heat and radiation. Yeah. Really, radiation. Well, radiation. That's not going to end poorly for anybody. I'm not. I'm not trying to do this, but radiation was always like the Marvel Comics go-to thing for superpowers. So hey, Spider-Man. But. Uh, <laughs> We'll 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 see how this this ends up. I like this fight in here. <laughs> uh oh. Ouch. Ugh. Beats the crap out of him. Blood in the mouth. Good for you, Mister Fix. <laughs> You're strong because that suit enhances your strength too. Well, of course, look at the size of Mr. Fix. Right. And his electrified brass knuckles. There's, there's a, I am Batman. For some reason, that, that caught on after the 89 movie. Huh. <laughs> oh. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> this, show, this show had so much action. I don't know why I like it so much. I've seen him. Okay, but again, there's all that nerve gas potentially being dispersed into the city's water supply. How is no one more concerned about this? Well, does the glass, like the the, the glass, is holding the gas break? Maybe. 
Uh, it didn't show it, but it could. Nope. If I was Mr. Fix, that's what I'd do. There'd be plenty of time for explanations later. In, like, the last three minutes of this episode has. I like how he, he, his, his, you know, social role with Bruce Wayne is like the, the nice old man who's very, very pleasant. Of course. Because it's such a facade. <laughs> yep. I don't like the music here. I think it's a little too, I don't know. I love the schmaltzy music they're playing, too. It's, like, a little too campfire <laughs> for me. The dialogue is good. An ally, as it were. <laughs> What's my psychic hate me? <laughs> That's the money line right there. Yeah. The Batman theme in the background. But what about Derek Bowers? Hmm. Well, after he died, well, no, he didn't. Of course he didn't. We wouldn't have a show if he did. Meanwhile, in the science lab. You're kind of sterile. How is that bad news? Uh oh. <laughs> Why? Cards on the table. You're a mutant. <laughs> <laughs> This, that's that's cool. That's a really great homage. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the Joker, right? Yeah. I actually, I actually never thought about that. Looking in the mirror, laughing. The only thing he needed to do was snatch it. A mirror, a mirror. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Foster is ripping off with the Joker. Excellent. So as we watch the uh, very uh, musical end credit sequence. Uh, Rebirth Part 2, and yes, I suppose the first uh, premiere of Batman Beyond as a whole. Uh, any final thoughts, Melinda, on how they started the series? Um, well, again, keeping in mind the time that it was made, obviously 1999, um, these type of origin stories weren't a cliche at that point. So I would imagine that in 1999 this played really, really fresh and like something completely different because it is like nothing that we've ever really seen before. Um, that being said, the story itself does not necessarily age well, um, but the storytelling aged really well. If that makes any sense. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they, they told in uh, a more they t- they told an um, an often told story well, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably the best way to put it. Um, and I liked seeing Terry um, don the suit. I enjoyed, you know, obviously this this episode. Um, 
had a thought. I can't remember it now. Oh, um, I really, really liked his interaction with, um, obviously much older Bruce Wayne, um, really reminiscent of kind of the way each of the Robins has rebelled against him. And obviously at this point, we don't know what has happened to any of the Robins. We don't know where they are. Mm. Um, but we know he is Bruce, however, consciously or unconsciously is seeking out someone just like them to take over his role. It's actually kind of, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing how they, uh, for all intents and purposes, he's just totally alone. Like, there's no, there's no Batman legacy. They, they've all, like, either died or given up. And he's just by himself. And that's like, you know, we just had that Detective Comics 27 issue where we saw a future version of Batman where he, he retired, but, like, they're all fighting crime, you know, and they're all, they also like each other. <laughs> so this is a, this is a decidedly more pessimistic take on it, which is actually incredibly depressing, but, um, that's what, uh, Multiple universes are for, I suppose. Yeah, so if you don't like, you know, Bruce ending up sad and alone, you can read the comics where he ends up happy and with everybody with him. Until he doesn't. But yeah, <laughs> until next retcon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't give me a Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I, I, like, I like this show. Um. I would actually, like, I would actually be interested to see your thoughts on some other episodes, like, like when they do at least tap into the original villains cast or set up more of Terry, Terry's own personal rose gallery, such as Ink or Shriek or the Stalker, because those are interesting villains that I think are really, uh, uh, they're not going to be like, you know, replacing the original Bat villains anytime soon, but in terms of like a new Batman rose gallery, it's kind of interesting to see how they take them on and it might be interesting to hear your thoughts on them. So hopefully uh, we can um, set up some future commentaries down the line. That would be excellent, and I would most definitely be down for that. All right. <laughs> here, here. It's a promise never made to be broken. Um, you can listen to this and more commentaries at the Batman Universe Commentaries feed at the BatmanUniverse.net. There are also other podcasts you can listen to if you feel like it, such as Batman Universe Podcast, which Melinda is a regular on. Ooh, and the Batman Universe Comic Podcast which Donovan has abandoned. <laughs> I love how that's referenced and everything you guys do now. It's, a, it's the running gag. <laughs> With my tail between my legs, I've left it. Although I am doing this. And also, there are the uh, Batman Universe specials, which I actually was on the last one. Uh, the story near and dear to my heart, Batman Ego. Uh, there is the Ebullient Batgirl to Oracle Barbara Gordon's podcast done by... Um, my uh, my friend and ex-wife, Stella. Uh, there is the Taking Flight Robins podcast by Tom Panneries. There is the Everybody Loves the Drake, Tim Drake podcast done by, coincidentally, a man named Tim. And there is the... Fanboys? Bat Fans podcast, thank you. Lest We Forget. Lest We Forget. I believe that might be it. There's so many shows. Bat Books for Beginners. Bat Books for Beginners by... What's his John? <laughs> I don't remember. And many more. There's also reviews and articles done by Christina, who's been just knocking them out of the park lately on the main website at thebatmanuniverse.net. So you have a lot of content that you care to listen to. If you love Batman, if you don't like Batman, start your own uh, show. 
But <laughs> uh, I doubt you will if you're listening to this. So thank you very much for listening. This is Donovan. And this is Melinda. You've been watching Batman Beyond with the Batman Universe commentaries. We'll see you guys on the next commentary. Take care. See you guys next time. Terry? Honey? What? Quick, get dressed. We have company. Company? Mr. Bruce Wayne. He's here to see you. I hope you don't mind milk. We're out of cream. I prefer it. Terrence, sorry to get you up so early. It's okay. You never told me you knew Bruce Wayne. Well, actually, uh... Why, I owe this boy my life. He defended me against a bunch of hooligans once. I tried to reward him, but he absolutely refused. Mr. Wayne wants to offer you a job. A job? It's not much, mind you. I find that in my old age, I could use a part-time assistant. You know, a gopher. Go for this, go for that. An ally, as it were. Would you be interested? Well, of course he would. Wouldn't you, honey? I mean, to work with someone as famous as Mr. Wayne. Sure. I warn you, I can be a difficult taskmaster. I accept nothing short of excellence from all who work for me. I think I can handle it. Very good then, Mr. McGinnis. Welcome to my world.